Thanks, and welcome to another edition of Ask BBB. Well, it's Easter weekend, and no matter the weather, once Easter arrives, we start to think spring. And what springs to mind is spring cleaning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO and the president of BBB Serving Western Ontario. This morning, we'll tackle spring cleaning with a look at BBB's suggestions for digital spring cleaning later on in the program. We'll learn how to get rid of a lot of our junk when we talk to a representative of Load of Rubbish. And right now, we'll get some help in identifying that clutter and organizing what's left as we welcome Pauline Hoffman of Just-in-Time Solutions. Good morning and welcome to Ask BBB. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Pauline, your title is Certified Professional Organizer. How do you earn that certificate? So how you get that is uh, it actually became available to us in 2008. So I started my business in 2001. So when it came available, I said, I need to get that. And you get 1,500 hours of paid work has to be on your on your gamut and then there's a list of books that you need to read and then what you do is you study for the exam via the notes that they've given you and you write the exam. What are the signs that we might need the assistance of a professional certified uh, organizer? Well a lot of people become overwhelmed with their stuff. It has become a stuff society and people just get so much and they don't know what to do with it. So like an example is you go into your basement and you go Oh my goodness, like where do I start? So people don't know where to start, so they call us. Or people get started, but then they have these bags and boxes that need to be taken somewhere, stuff to sell, stuff to donate, stuff to recycle, and they don't know where to take it, so they call us. Some people, their mobility issues, they may be very organized in their mind, but mobility-wise, they can't do it themselves, so they call us to do it for them. Um, the other thing is is trauma. Sometimes people go through trauma and um, different types of things in their life that set them back. And so basically the household just gets overwhelming and too much clutter. So those are a few reasons. There's the saying clutter desk, cluttered mind. Do you sometimes have to change a person's mindset when you help them get organized? People definitely have to change their mind. I can't do that for them. It's a little bit like people saying, okay, I'm going to start running and I want to make sure that I run five miles every day. They have to really want to do that. And the same with getting organized, that type of thing. They have to want to do it, but we can teach them how to stay organized. Well, you offer a 30-day decluttering challenge, so I wonder if that is part of changing the mindset. How does, how does that work? Okay, so what that is is it's actually um, you sign up for it, and every day at 8 a.m. you'll get a new task to do in your inbox. So basically what it's teaching you is ways to organize your home or office. And it also teaches you ways to stay organized. So it teaches you systems to put into place. So what's an example of uh, one of those 8 a.m. reminders? Okay, so one of them would be today your task is to collect all the paper that's sitting around in your kitchen, in your living room, everywhere in your home, (laughs) and then I want you to sit down and I'm going to teach you how to organize that. So is that like the uh, paper avalanche system? Um, And has that changed as we move towards a paperless society or is that something completely different? That's exactly what it is, the paper avalanche system. So I've been teaching that for quite a few years. And what it is, is read, act, file and toss. So it's the acronym RAFT. So every piece of paper, whether it be in your office, whether it be in your home, 
is one of those items. So you're, it's either something you have to read, it's something you have to act upon, it's something you need to toss or shred, or it's something that needs to be filed away to be kept for a later time. Like, you know, your auto insurance policy comes in so that, you know, you look at it, you pay it, and then you file it, right? So uh, another thing would be, you know, the kid comes home with a form to fill out for school the next day. So that goes into action. And what I suggest to people is that they make sure they set a time once a week to go through that file and then they're able to keep it going. It's not a file for it to sit and pile up for months on end. Pauline, your blog for spring focused on kitchens. Now, we use the kitchen every day. I would think that'd be one room that would always be organized. It either can be very organized or very disorganized. What happens is it depends on the home. Like, you know, if it's if it's one person that basically functions in the kitchen, sometimes it's a little bit easier to keep it organized. But if you have the kids coming in and they make their own treats and they make their own sandwiches or whatever the case may be, and then you have your spouse coming in and they do the same, it has to be organized so that it makes sense to everybody. So the kitchen is actually, I would say, our number one's paper, our number two's clothes, but kitchen is right up there with a room that doesn't function a lot of the times in people's homes. And it is also one where people dump stuff, right? You bring it in, you drop it on the island, you bring it in, you drop it on the counter. I'll look after that later, (laughs) right? And... uh, things just don't always get done. I'm going home and looking in that spice cupboard because that's <laughs> definitely full. one. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of that, do your clients need to be there when you organize? Exactly. Yeah. So we can't, you can't say to me, you know, I'm going away to, you know, the Bahamas this week. Can you come and organize my home? Because what happens there is you're just going to come back and A, not be able to find things and B, not have learned anything. So what we like to do is we like to teach our clients, um, first of all, why they're keeping this stuff. We go through all that when we purge and we also want to set up systems that work for them. You know, like um, how I may set up your office, Linda, and how may set up your office, it could be totally different. So, you know, you have to be there so I can understand how you work. If you're a left brain or your right brain, that changes how you think and how you organize totally. I know there are a lot of people who want to get organized right now, but what should we know about a company or an individual before we contract them to do this? I feel a professional organizer is like any other contractor out there. You you want to do your research. You want to know that the professional organizer is going to be able to work well with you. Sometimes personalities are a challenge. Um, I have three people on my team and there are certain girls that I'll send to one job and I won't send them to another job because personalities sometimes are that way. So how do people contact Just In Time Solutions? You can contact us at justintimesolutions.com or 519-227-2241. Pauline, thanks for organizing your day to be here with us today. Thank you, Jim. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Pauline Hoffman, a certified professional organizer with Just In Time Solutions, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And you'll find Just In Time Solutions in the BBB directory when you search for Professional Organizer. And from there, you can link to their website. And we'll return to talk about hauling away all of that clutter. Welcome back to Ask BBB, a weekly program produced by the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. 
I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, CEO and President of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. This morning, we are talking with accredited BBB companies that help with spring cleaning. We just talked about how to tackle the work of getting organized. That process leads to getting rid of things we find we don't need or rarely use. And to help us with that, we welcome Chris Rouse of Load of Rubbish. Welcome to Ask BBB. Chris, good morning. Good morning. Junk, trash, rubbish, all the terms we use when we refer to things we no longer want around our homes. How did you land on using the term rubbish? So we wanted something a little different uh, than uh, than our competitors. We, there's a lot of uh, companies using the term junk. Uh, we wanted something something that stood out. Uh, and also it's a, it's a British term in my family. Uh, our heritage is, is British. So that's why we landed on the term rubbish instead of the typical junk. So when do people call load of rubbish? So people call us for a variety of reasons. We do a a, a, a variation of uh, different cleanouts. We do we do your typical um, spring cleaning, basement cleanouts, garage cleanouts. Sometimes it's construction material, or or perhaps we're cleaning out a whole house for for an estate or somebody that's moving, and they just need to get rid of uh, a number of items. So how do you help with estate cleanup? So we we help with estate cleanups in a variety of ways. Um, we can go in and essentially guide our customers um, step by step and for what they need to do to clear out their house. Um, and we can help in a minimal way or we can help in a big way where we can essentially take everything and completely clear out the home, get it ready for sale or um, we can just do a few items, a few essentials. Sometimes the customer wants to do the donation part themselves. Sometimes we do that part and we do the sorting for them. Do we have to have a full truckload before we call load of rubbish? No, absolutely not. We we take everything from a single item to multiple truckloads. Um, and the way we work our pricing is based upon the amount of items that you have. So we can absolutely pick up one item, one TV, one couch. On your website, there's a long list of things you take away from appliances to printers to hot tubs, tires, and yard waste. What do you do with all of it? Does it go into the landfill? No, absolutely not. We uh, we have a very extensive recycling process. We have a recycling yard and warehouse that we bring stuff back to. Uh, we sort it from there. And it goes to a variety of locations from there. We do a lot of donations. Um, we work with some agencies to place specific items in places where they can be reused. We also do a lot of recycling with metals, wood, um, cardboard, the variety of uh, recyclable materials there. Do a lot of your clients ask about that? Yes. We, yeah, we get the question quite often, um, almost almost every job. And And does every firm that does this sort of thing – do the same sort of recycling that you do? Uh, I can't speak for the other companies. Uh, I'm not sure how extensive the recycling processes are. I would hope that they do. Are there items that you don't take? Uh, there are a few items that we don't take. Uh, most of them fall under the hazardous materials category. So it's stuff like paint, chemicals, um, food waste, uh, uh, animal waste, that kind of stuff. And how far ahead do you need to book? So our booking is based upon availability. So if you call and we have a time slot available within two hours, we can book that in for you. We're we're quite flexible and our booking schedule is also completely available online and customers can actually go 
on our website and see all the time slots that are available. And if that time slot is available, they can book it. So you can book right online then? Yes, you can book right online. Okay. How, how then, you mentioned very briefly uh, pricing. How is your pricing worked out? So our pricing is based upon load size, uh, essentially how much space is taken up in the truck. There are a few items that carry surcharges, such as hot tubs and pianos. But for the most part, the amount of space that you take up in the truck, that's uh, that's where we base the pricing upon. And all that information is available on our website as well. So we have an interactive pricing tool on our website where customers can go and see how much stuff we can take for each load size and the price point that is associated with that. We also offer a 20% discount if the items are located in the driveway or garage or we can back right up to them. Besides checking to see if a business is accredited by the Better Business Bureau and checking our Better Business Bureau website at bbb.org, what are some of the questions you might want to ask before we contract a junk removal business? I would ask whether they have the proper liability insurance. Mm-hmm. I would check um, I would check their reviews to see uh, what kind of re- reviews they have from from other customers. I would also make sure they have the right equipment and the right tools to complete the job that you're looking to have done. What are some of those tools and equipment then? So having having the proper truck, um, we have a 20, 20 cubic yard truck. So we're, we're able to take a large amount of items and we're able to take larger items as well. Also having the right moving equipment and the properly trained employees as well is important. And that uh, training and uh, liability is very important. Eh? Yes, it is. Yeah. Chris, thanks very much for joining us this morning and uh, expanding on some of the things we need to do when it comes to spring cleaning. You're very welcome. Thanks, Jim. Our guest has been Chris Rouse, who is of Load of Rubbish, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And when you search the BBB directory for junk removal, you'll find them. And from there, you can link to their website and all the services that Chris has talked about from that. And we'll be back in a moment to do some digital house cleaning. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO and the president of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. We've been talking about spring cleaning this morning, and most of that conversation has centered around getting rid of things, things you can touch and see. In business, spring cleaning besides organizing for efficiencies means throwing away outdated business documents. It's also a time to clean up your digital footprint erasing documents from your computer, and making sure your computers are safe and secure. It's something a lot of us overlook, Linda. Yes, and while you may often remember to shred and properly discard documents containing your business-sensitive information, it is easy to forget about those things you can't physically touch, such as your digital footprint. That's why it's important to do a digital spring cleaning in addition to your regular maintenance. Why is it important? We gather a lot of digital information in a short time, and some of it, if accessed by hackers, can be used to scam you and your business. Hackers are always looking for information they can use to scam you or to scam others whose information is on your computer. So BBB recommends a spring cleaning to get rid of digital information you no longer need. Digital spring cleaning also means updating your passwords and taking steps to ensure that all information is secure. Well, Linda, just reviewing a password can take a fair bit of time. When we talked about 
That on Change Your Password Day in March, we learned that the average person has as many as 200 accounts that require passwords. That's why BBB and the National Cybersecurity Association have developed a four-week outline to clean up your online life. It's easy to follow and gives you the timelines and the plan. So where do we start? The BBB NCS plan for week one says keep your machines clean. As a very basic first step, make sure all web-connected devices, including personal computers, mobile phones, smartphones, and tablets, are free from malware and infections. Keep all critical software current. Having all software current is one of the best security measures to take. Delete unused apps and keep others current, including the operating system on your mobile device. Updating operating systems and apps ensures that any bugs or security risks that have been discovered are patched and closed. Developers are always working to keep a step ahead of hackers. So we can put a check mark beside week one of digital spring cleaning plans. So, so what's week two? In week two, make sure you're secure. Building on week one, users can enhance the security of their online accounts, a fast and simple way to be safer online. There are quick and easy things you can do that have long-term safety and security benefits. Get two steps ahead. Turn on two-step authentication, also known as two-step verification or multiple-factor authentication on any accounts where it's available. Secure your router. Make sure your router has a strong password and does not broadcast who you are through its name, such as The Jones Family or 123 Elm Street. Update router software as well. Create better passwords. If your passwords are too short or easy to guess, it's like leaving the front door of your home unlocked. Unique account, unique passwords. Have separate passwords at least for key accounts like email, banking, and social networking. This helps to thwart off cyber criminals. Write it down and keep it safe. Everyone can forget a password. Keep a list that's stored in a safe or secure place like a vault on your cell phone. Secure your phone. Use a passcode or a finger swipe to unlock your phone. I suspect that the week two challenge is going to take a few hours, so you should set aside an evening for that one. Where does week three take us? Well, now that everything is secure, it's time to get rid of some of that digital junk by purging your files. Look after your digital records on your PCs, phones, tablets, just as you would paper files. So where do we start? Clean up your emails. Save only emails you really need. Delete or archive older files, such as uh, numerous drafts of the same document and outdated financial statements. Manage subscriptions, unsubscribed newsletters, email alerts, and updates you no longer read. Dispose of electronics securely. Wiping data isn't enough. When you dispose of old electronics, look for facilities that shred hard drives, disks, and memory cards. Update your online photo albums. Back up photos you want to keep and delete old or less flattering pictures of yourself and your family and friends. In addition to not showing your best side, they take up a lot of space. Update your online relationships. Review friends on social networks and contacts on phones and PCs to make sure everyone on those lists still belong there. And back it up. Copy important data to a secure cloud site or to another drive where it can be safely stored. Password protect backup drives as well and keep them in a different location off the network for maximum security. Commit to doing backups on a regular basis. And finally, empty your trash or recycle bin on all devices. 
make sure to permanently delete those old files. Well, Linda, for some of us, the things you've outlined for the third week of this digital spring cleaning might take a full week. But if we stick to this plan, what should we be looking for in week four? Clean up your online reputation. Parents and older kids with social media accounts can take an active role in making sure their online reputation is squeaky clean. Own your online presence. Review the privacy and security settings on websites and be sure they remain set to your comfort level for sharing. It's okay to limit whom you share your information with. Uh, Clean up your social media presence. Delete old photos and comments that are embarrassing or no longer represent who you are. Update your online self. Are your social media sites up to date? Review your personal information and update it where it's needed. Well, Linda, today's program gives us a lot of information to help us be neat and clean for the spring and the summer. Before we go, Jim, we want to repeat advice that the Better Business Bureau issued across North America earlier this week. We are all in shock over the fire that damaged Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris on Monday. By Tuesday, the president of France and the mayor of Paris had both vowed to rebuild the landmark. We all understand that sentiment, but the BBB is warning individuals to wait to donate, to make sure donations are going to the official Notre Dame Rebuild Funds and not into the hands of scammers. So we will wait to donate. And that's our time. Until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.